in today's show. Let's recap Wednesday's games. Postponements, COVID news, injury news, weird performances, lots of stuff. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at basketballmonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at redrock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. This episode is brought to you by Truebill. Truebill is the new app that saves you money by helping identify and stop paying for the subscriptions that you don't want or you don't need and even helping negotiate better deals on the ones that you want to keep. Thank you also for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Only five games on. We had a postponement, Bulls and Raptors. We had five games to talk about. We've got news to talk about. We've got a Watfo to drop. Let's do it. Um, yeah, Nets Blazers postponed for tomorrow. We've only got the 11 games on now tomorrow. Um, so just be, be aware of that, and uh, you can check out which games are currently scheduled. Of course, you can check my What to Watch for video that aired earlier today. Um, some big COVID protocol news. Cade Cunningham and Luka Doncic have both entered the COVID protocols. With Luka out, along with Hardaway and Bullock, then you're really firing up Jalen Brunson. But guys like Sterling Brown, they're providing some value. Frank Nilakina in deeper formats, he's providing some value. If Porzingis returns, his usage is going to shoot through the roof. Yeah, Dwight Powell gets a little bit of a usage bump. Dorian Finney-Smith's going to really have to, to uh, pull his weight on this team. And then with Cade out, along with Jeremy Grant, Saban Lee, will they start him? They probably won't. If Josh Jackson gets the nod, he's a streamer. Frank Jackson could be a streamer. Killian Hayes gets a bit of a bump. Yeah, I'd probably... It's hard to judge who to add there in Detroit because we don't know if it'll be Saban. We don't, I think it's Saban will stay on the bench. It could be. I think it's probably going to be Josh Jackson that steps up. And he looks more like, to me, he's got that ability to be a points, rebounds, assists, steals player. And he does thrive. He will, actually, the only time he can be fantasy vote is when he gets volume. And he is going to get volume in this scenario because he does have poor percentages. But he'll get volume. Um, it's obviously going to help Sadiq Bey. Might, yeah, I don't know if it'll help Isaiah Stewart. It might, just in terms of a couple of extra shots, but probably not. Um, so it is obviously you know, not great. In terms of other COVID news, there was a bunch of other uh, situations happened today. They're probably the two big ones that have happened since we discussed stuff earlier in the day. But then we had more injury-related news with Derek Rose undergoing ankle surgery. every It's not his knees anymore. It's his ankle. Every year, something goes wrong with his ankle. Ankle surgery. The Knicks said he'll be reevaluated in eight weeks. Woj came in off the top rope and said, oh, there's optimism he might be back in six. So he's going to return before they even reevaluate him. Is that what's going to happen? I don't know. Anyway, it's a surgery, so I'm always going to go over. If it's eight weeks, maybe I'll see you in nine. So again, Derek Rose is a clear drop. Now, what does this mean for this team? Kemba Walker has not played a game coming off the bench yet. So will they... There's a clear... You know, 25 minutes, Derek Rose's role is gone. And when this team gets healthy, does Kemba just play Derek Rose's 25-minute-a-night bench role? Does Kemba go back to start, play 27 minutes, and Alec Burks takes on... Um, Derek Rose's bench roll. 
and then you get Emmanuel quickly boost up to 28 minutes and say a Juice McBride or a Quentin Grimes becomes a key part of the rotation. I think all those things are in play. Quickly and Kemba are the two guys that I'd be targeting for 12-team leagues. Hello. But Kemba, literally, they might just say we're not playing him. Like Derek Rose's minutes, they are, they are now taken over by Juice McBride entirely. And we run Burks and Fournier as the starters. And then coming off the bench, we run Quickly and McBride. They might just do that. So don't rule that possibility out. I've got no idea. Because Kemba has not come off the bench in one game. He's either started or not played. Or will they move Burks back to the bench and start Kemba? It can either be Quickly season, McBride season, Kemba season, or maybe nobody season and just a whole bunch of bullshit all over the shop. I think that's probably the most likely scenario. In Chicago, Alex Caruso's foot sprain is going to have him reevaluated in seven to 10 days. So he's out at least a week, probably some point in the new year he returns. Um, of course, he is a must roster player when he's playing, but he's hurt now. He's not that, that must rostered if he's out 10 plus days that you have to hold if you've got other injuries to deal with. So I can see dropping him there. With him out, the Bulls team's an interesting one, obviously, because Zach Levine's still out. But because their game was postponed today, they are likely to have everyone returning. Levine, Jones, Dasumnu, Brown, Alizé Johnson, Matt Thomas. Those guys are all likely to be back for their game on Sunday. So, yeah, Caruso being out does help Kobe White. But if Levine and Dasumnu and Jones and Brown, or Jones with his hamstrings, sorry, not COVID. If all those guys are back, then the upside of White gets taken away. You can take a flyer on him, but they do not play until Sunday. So you've got to deal with Thursday, Friday, Saturday before they play. And even then, White's role may not be that may not be that big. He might get 27 a night. He might. But he might not. So the Caruso injury timing here, I'm not sure there's going to be a must-roster 12-team league beneficiary in this case. There might be. But I'm not, I'm not convinced that will be what ends up happening here. Watfo from Julian Rivas. Rivas. Rivas? Sorry if I mispronounced that. I am 100% sure that I am. It says, what are the odds that Tyrese Halliburton finishes as a top 20 player? I'm putting that at 25%. Halliburton is obviously playing really well without De'Aaron Fox. No one, no one is denying that. Like, top 20 level without De'Aaron Fox. But to finish the season as a top 20 player, he's going to need to be top 15 from here on out. He's 41st for the season. It's going to require a Fox trade with no good players coming back and probably another injury. Actually, that 25% is just, it's too high. I don't think there's any, it should be probably 10 there's no way uh, he's a 41st ranked player. I don't think there's any way that he can be top 20 at the end of the year. Again, I'm basing it on a per game basis. What do you think? Drop it down below. Drop your what foes down below as well. I just I don't see how that's really got too much chance of happening. But you know, stranger things have happened. Much like whatever bullshit's going on in the NBA at the moment. But if you want to place your Bets. Well, not even bets. That's not the right word. What am I talking about? I've been telling you about price picks. Let's forget that. Price picks. That's what I've been telling you about. Have you signed up? Because if you haven't, what a deal this is they've got now. If you sign up for a limited time, price picks has an exclusive no-brainer on offer for everybody. You get 50 bucks for free. 
If a player in your first prize picks entry scores a single point, just one point, that's all you need. You could have had Lance Stevenson today, one point. And, but you must do that. To do that, you must use the code NBA. It's an exclusive offer for locked on fans who use the code NBA. Prize picks is the best NBA DFS prop game on the market. You pick two to five players and an over-under on their projections, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. It's just you versus the projected number. So you could have gone Lance Stevenson's over-under of points today because they use the bench scrubs as well as the starters, and you could have combined that with Hassani Gravitt's uh, assist prop. And you could also do multi-sport entries too. Chuck them all together, and you can get your uh, payouts when you win safe and fast. Go to pricepicks.com today. Go to the App Store or download the app. All users that deposit and use the promo code NBA will get $50 free if your first Price Picks entry scores a single point. That's right. All users that deposit and use our promo code NBA will get $50 free if your first Price Picks entry scores a single point. Price Picks is daily fantasy made easy. You listen to podcasts for the inside track, the power of the inside track. You switch to Boost Mobile for the power of saving money because with Boost, you get the power of a free 5G phone so you can listen to that latest episode of this podcast and keep up with your favorite players and teams. The power of three unlimited data lines for 30 bucks a month so your family can share all of the insights and the power of one of America's largest 5G networks so you can do it all at the speed of 5G. With all that money you'll save and all that edge you'll gain, just how powerful will you become? Switch to Boost Mobile and find out. Get a free Samsung Galaxy A32 5G when you switch to one of America's largest 5G networks. More power to save Boost Mobile. Free phone limited to new customers and one per line. Additional restrictions apply. Offers and coverage not available everywhere or for all phones and networks. See BoostMobile.com for details. Let's um, let's go into the games. Smack them out. Game one. The Orlando Magic. They get the win over the half-assed squad that was the Atlanta Hawks. But they got the win. Good for them, because they all banged up as well. 104-98. They started a lineup of... I think I'm going to have to do this for every game. Hassani Gravit, Gary Harris, Franz Wagner, Trimura, Kiki, and Robin Lopez. 31 minutes for Gaz. In fact, some might say it was nice. Nice, Gary! 17-2-4 with two steals, and he did that while shooting 22%. He got to the line 11 times, which is not realistic, but he is a 12-team league guy at the moment. So is Robin Lopez, who had 10-5 and five with 11 assists. What on earth? He had six of those in the fourth quarter with um, Cole Anthony and Wendell Carter out. Now, they literally both could play tomorrow, but I don't know. Yeah, this could impact a lot of these guys, but streaming them in is also, holding them for now is worth, worth doing. Franz Wagner was great in his, with his 25 points. He also had two blocks and took 24 shots, really ramping up that usage. While Chumura Kiki, one of the stupidest lines you'll ever see. He shot two of 11 for three, from three, ended with 12 points, but had six steals. And all six of those came in the first half. He's worth having for now, but when Carter is back, when Bumber is back, he's not worth having. But he is short-term, at least worth a stream. And that could literally die in the ass if Carter returns tomorrow. It just could, because he just might not play enough minutes. Uh, as for Hassani Gravit, 8-5-5. Five, and five. Those five assists are interesting. So they, they do keep Anthony and Carter out again tomorrow. Then Gravit has some value in deeper formats. While BJ Johnson had 14 points in 16 minutes. And uh, the Rear Admiral Schofield had 8 points in 13. We had 22 minutes from Aleem Ford and 20 minutes from Tim Frazier. Frazier's always a deeper league uh, assist streamer. He had four assists. He does nothing else. But he had four assists in his 20 minutes. For the Hawks. They started a lineup of DeLon Wright, Skylar Mays, 
I've got a sound drop for Skylar Mays. I've got to go find it. Uh, maybe for next time, if he ever plays again. Cameron Reddish, the Baptist John Collins, and Gorgie Jeng. Let's start with Jeng, who played 23 minutes and had 8 and 5, but a Kongwu was made more impressive to me. 19 minutes, 8 and 7 with 3 blocks. The problem with a Kongwu is he had 5 fouls, and he was on a minutes limit. I think if he wasn't on a minutes limit, he'd be playing 30 minutes here and starting over Jeng pretty comfortably. He's the guy that I want with Capella out. While Reddish had 34 points with 6 triples and 2 blocks, he shot the ball 23 times at 48%. A really good Reddish game. 50 fantasy points. Really good. And Kevin Hurd is one of the newest entries into the protocols, along with Gallinari, Young, and Capella on this team, and Luawu Cabro and Lou Williams. So Reddish has some stream value for now. While the Baptist had 28 and 12 with three threes. Lance Stevenson played 23 minutes. He had one point, but he had eight rebounds and five assists. Missed all four of his shots, but importantly played those 23 minutes. That's like a 16-team league option there. While Bogdan Bogdanovic returned, played 22 minutes, had six and two with two steals. Shot uh, 22%. Two for two, two, two. Uh, on nine shots, two of nine there, and he was on a minute's limit. That will ramp up. I don't know if Bogdanovich is going to be must roster all season, but with Herder, Gallinari, Hunter, and Luabu Cabra all out, for now, we grab him, and let's just see what happens. Mays did jack shit. He was terrible. And then Sharif Cooper started over him in the uh, in the second half. What's my theme music? I wouldn't say that Cooper played well. In fact, I'd say he was actually bad. He looked really poor out there. Zero points on missed, uh, four missed shots with two rebounds and one assist. And Jalen Johnson wasn't much better. Four points in his 11 minutes of action. The second game of the day, the Cleveland Cavaliers go down to the Boston Celtics. Of course, the Cavs were without Jared Allen, Evan Mobley, Isaac Okoro, Ed Davis, Dylan Winler, Lamar Stevens, and the big one, RJ Nembard. They started Ricky Rubio, Darius Garland, Dean Wade, Lowry Markinen, and Taco Fall. Taco played 19 minutes. He had 10 boards and two blocks. He just isn't good enough, and he's too slow to play many more minutes than that. But as a deeper league streamer for blocks and rebounds, while these guys are out, no worries. Kevin Love continues to amaze me, honestly. 23 minutes, 18 and 12. High usage, high efficiency. He is, over the last two weeks, the 51st ranked player despite playing 20 minutes. It's amazing that he is playing at this level. That is a sell high. No one's going to do it, though. But if someone wants to give you a top 70 player for Kevin Love, you have to do it. But no one probably will, so write it out. Garland was great, 28.6 assists and three steals, while Rubio had eight and five and six with three steals, but 17% is pretty gross. And Chetty Osman, the discman, played 31 minutes, just 36%, but 13 and six. And it's those minutes that are interesting to me to make him at least a 12-team league guy. Larry Markinen, he's, he's bad, man. Like, he's just bad. But with Allen, Mobley, Coro, all those guys currently out, I'll hold Markkinen. But when they come back, he's 137th ranked player this year. I don't think he's a must hold. I hold for now. But when they come back, I reckon he can go. Dean Wade usually is a bit better than this, but he had 6-3 and three in 23 minutes. He can be at least a short-term 12-team league player, but obviously was not that in today's game. For the Celtics... They were without Horford, Grant Williams, Jabari Parker, Josh Richardson, Juancho Hernan Gomez, Broderick Thomas, and Sam Hauser. They did not start Dennis Schroeder. We've been speaking about this for the last week, how things are trending down for him, and they trended down in a hard way here. We started, well, they started Romeo Langford, who played 31 minutes, had 11 and 9 with two steals and a block. Now, Schroeder was sick, and he's sort of working his way back, but they said, basically, Imo Yudoka said, we started um, Langford because we wanted more size out there. Langford, yeah, that's a good line. I wouldn't trust it for 12s. Maybe 18 teams or 16 teams to look at it. Schroeder played 18 minutes. Three points, four assists on 9% shooting. Now, 
The low minutes is probably to do with the poor shooting there. But things are trending down for him in a hurry. If you're in a 10-team league, Jack Armstrong, can you fire up the voice? Get that garbage out of here! He's not that good, Dennis Schroeder. And in a 12-team league, it's really borderline to me. We, we, this is without Josh Richardson. Yeah, Peyton Pritchard's taking his minutes. Langford's taking them. Richardson can take them. On a healthy team, he's not a 12-team league guy, which is why I was yeah, pretty keen on avoiding him in drafts at the start of the year. Then all these guys would go out and he'd step up and he'd play good minutes. But I think we're going to move towards a drop for him. Smart was pretty rough. Four points on seven shots, but four assists and three steals. While Ennis Freedom, uh, go and drop him now. Four and four in 12 minutes. I've been saving the best for last. Jason Tatum, 18, nine and five. That's not the best. Jalen Brown, 34 points, five threes on 55% shooting. That might be the best, but it's not bad. And then, of course, this one, the Rock DJ, Robbie Williams. Rock DJ. 34 minutes, 21-11, seven assists, two steals, and two blocks. What? Um, yes, no Al Horford, obviously. But Williams has got this in him. The problem is, when Horford was playing, he was playing like 24 minutes a night. No Horford, minutes go up, big production. Is this real? No, no chance. Like, no chance will he do this as a regular thing. But while Horford's out, the value goes up. He is a hold. He's obviously a soft hold. He is a strong hold. And he is a must-roster player. But this is clearly, clearly on the high end of things um, you know, for him as we move forward. Clearly. Guys, it's you know, been tough in the pandemic. We've find ways to try and keep ourselves locked in our house. And we've signed up for lots of free trials and lots of subscriptions. But some of them are bloody hard to cancel. That's where Truebill comes in. Truebill is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions that you don't need, that you don't want, or that you simply forgot about. On average, people save up to 720 bucks per year with Truebill. And because companies make it hard to cancel, Truebill makes it incredibly simple. Just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap. And your Truebill concierge is there when you need them to cancel unwanted subscriptions so you don't have to. Don't fall for subscription scams. Start cancelling today at Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. Go right now. Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. It could save you thousands a year. Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. The next game we take a look at the Denver Nuggets and those horrible, disgusting, tanking Oklahoma City Thunder. Disgrace to the NBA. Take all of their draft picks. Find them. Send them to Seattle. Oh, hang on, I'm just getting word. No, they beat Denver. They beat them. Oh, no. Not, no, sorry. I'm wrong again. Kids, cover your ears. They kicked their fucking ass. 108-94. 108-94. The Thunder beat the Nuggets. I know the Nuggets are banged up. The Thunder are not a good team, though. And they are healthy, and that matters. But that they had a big win. They're 11-19 and 19 for the season now. That's more wins than the Pelicans and the Rockets. Well, it's a better record than the Pelicans, sorry. Same wins. One fewer win than the Spurs. Two fewer than the Blazers. Good stuff. They get the big win. Is he a big Chungus or is he a little Chungus today? Big, big Chungus, big Chungus, big Chungus. Big, big. Jokic had 13-7 and seven in 25 minutes with two blocks. That's not particularly great. The starters basically got benched in this game, and yeah, Malone let the bench run with things. So it's hard to read too much into it. We've got 22 minutes from Jermichael Green, virtually ending Zeke Naji's run, nine minutes only for Naji. He was shit house. 
Zero points on four shots. Uh, that's a tone snail, in fact, for him, and nine trillion. Bones Highland, the big stiffy, sprained his ankle again. Came back, but played f uh, 13 minutes for five points. Aaron Gordon played 25 minutes. Barton had seven points in 21. And Farton Will Barton is struggling. I think he's a hold, but he is struggling. Farku had six assists and two blocks. Farku's a good streamer for assists and steals, but those um, those blocks are a little bit out of nowhere. But it's really hard for me to read really anything into this Denver side of things. On the other side, for the Thunder, what is going on with Darius Baisley? Bench Baisley. 28 minutes, 17 and 11 with another two blocks. He even shot well, 64%. 38 fantasy points. I think he's a 12-team must roster points league guy. Category leagues is probably not must, but he's looking all right. Shea had a triple-double, 27 and 11 with a steal. 27, 11, and 12 with a steal and a block. Didn't hit a three and continues to really struggle from down there. 0 of 7 from three. Other things were great. While Giddy had 14 and 5 with two steals and a block, must roster player. While Lou Dort had 15 and 6 with four threes. They also started Jeremiah Robinson Earl and Derek Favors together. I don't expect Favors to play tomorrow, but Robinson Earl had one of his better games as well. 14 and 9 at 33 minutes as a starting power forward. We're still not adding him in 12 or maybe even 14-team leagues. But in 16-team leagues, the production's encouraging. Not much else happening there. Two points to the Oklahoma City mudflap, Kenrich Williams. Trey Mann had seven in 16. Not much going on with the bench there, but really big performances from most of those, or this, all of the starters, and then throwing in that big performance from Darius Baisley off the bench. The next game. The Houston Rockets, they go down to the Bucks 126-106. Eric Gordon going to play back-to-backs now. 24 minutes here, 12-3-6. and six. He is a 12-team league option. While the Crucifix had 20-11, that's Christian Wood. And Gary Bird, Garrison Matthews had 10-27. But Jalen Green's going to return tomorrow. So what does that mean for Garrison Matthews? What does it mean for the designer Armani Brooks, who had 9 points in 26 minutes? I think Brooks is a very clear 12 and 14-team league drop. Um, Matthews is going to become that, I think. And I think if you wanted to get someone else onto your roster, you can drop him as well. Joshy Christopher had nine points in 22, but I'm really excited by what I saw from KJ Martin. 31 minutes, 12, five and six, two threes and a block. Didn't shoot well, but took enough shots. Played way better than the wild thing, Jay Sean Tate. And he's trending up. Now I'm not adding him in 12s. I am watching it. But in 16 team leagues, I'm looking at KJ. Well, as for Tate, 14 minutes, he was dreadful. Four points, no assists, no defensive stats, 20% shooting. He's the 222nd ranked player over the last two weeks, and he's fallen outside the top 120 for the season. If you're in a 10-team league, I reckon you drop him. I don't think it's going to... He had that really interesting run, but long-term, it's just not... He's not that good, and he's not that big of a part of the future. I know plenty of people disagree with me on that. He's 26. He's not that good. He's best suited to be a 20-minute-a-night bench role player. That's what his role is as we move forward. KJ Martin, I think, can become a starting caliber guy. So that's what they should be looking to do. And they are transitioning it that way. Don't have to drop Tate. And I wouldn't recommend just dropping him. But I think it's something we have to consider that will likely become a must-drop uh, must situation. The delicate dancer, Alperen Shengun. It's a delicate dance in just 17 steps. Poor free throws, 50%, but 10, 8, and 4 in 24 minutes. And that 24 minutes is what encourages me the most because it means he crossed over a little bit with Christian Wood. Good numbers there. For the Bucks, let's address the elephant in the room. What's going on with Grayson Allen? Uh, that's fine that he's ill and you wanted to limit him because you know you got a back-to-back. -back. But can you put it on the injury report that he was ill? Because I just assumed he would be back and would start. And he didn't. Didn't play at all. Not one single minute. He will probably be back tomorrow. We don't know in what role, though. So that extended Jordan Wara's role. He had 18 points on 18 shots, but nine boards, four threes, a great ankle breaker into a step-back three. 
Had a steal as well. Yeah, good numbers from Nora. I, he's not a 12-team league player. Boogie Cousins has some 12-team value for now. 18 and 8 in 28 minutes, while Chris Middleton returned, had 23, 3 and 6. And honestly, it's just great that he's back after that knee, a knee injury looked like it could be relatively severe. Drew had 24 with 10 assists, and Rocket Rodney Hood played 22 minutes, and George Hill played 26. I wouldn't be surprised, given that they're banged up and it is back-to-backs, that maybe, say, George Hill or Hood rested tomorrow and Grayson Allen comes in there, and that maybe sustains Nora's role. Pat Connaughton got kicked in the face when he was doing a shot. Doing a shot, that sounds terrible. Attempting a shot. Someone, I, don't even, I can't remember who it was, came across, went for the block, and then like sort of backheeled him in the eye as they went past. It was crazy. So don't be surprised if Connaughton's like got a swollen eye and can't see tomorrow, and he might have to sit out maybe boosting the value of a Thanasa Santorokumpo or maybe a Shemi Ojale, but you don't care about those blokes in 12-team formats. They're just not good fantasy players like that. All right, so let's go to the last game of the night, the Clippers and the Kings. The Clippers get the win, 105-89 here. Um, pretty comfortable win, I guess. Paul George, 17 points, but six assists, five steals, and a block shot, 33%, which is pretty rough, but otherwise... Solid. And with Reggie Jackson in the protocols, along with Marcus Morris, and they were without Luke Kennard and Isaiah Hartenstein as well, Bledsoe started, played 36 minutes, 19, 8, and 7. They don't have any other point guards on this team, so as long as Jackson is out, Bledsoe probably is a 12-team league option. Zubats had 10 and 6, and Serge Ibaka, in only 20 minutes, had 17 and 5. Now, I don't know what's going to happen with Ibaka when Hartenstein comes back. I wouldn't be rushing to grab Serge, but this was his best game of the season. Terrence Mann had 13 points in 32 minutes. To me, he's only a hold while Canard and Morris and Jackson are out. And Batum played 21 minutes for four points, three assists, two steals, and a block. I don't think that Batum is a must-roster 12-team league player. I think he can be, at times, a rosterable guy, but not as a long-term sort of situation. While we had 25 Amir Coffey minutes and 22 BJ Boston minutes, BJ had eight points in on 27% shooting, and Coffey had eight and six. For the Kings... Another monster from Tyrese Halliburton. 43 minutes, that's key. 22 points, 13 assists, 3 steals, and a block. He is flying. Of course, there's no Fox. There's no Mitchell. There's no Len. There's no King. There's no Bagley. There's no Davis. It's mainly Fox, though, that is impacting him. But the minutes are also way up because other players are out. If you can sell high for a top 30 player, do it. I already talked about that. Can he be top 20 rest of the season? Or not rest of the season, at the end of the season? Um, and I said, no, if you can try that in a trade, because he is trending. He's trending in that way. I just don't think it sticks. The pencil, Harrison Barnes. Barnesy. It's getting back there slowly. 18 points with three threes and four rebounds. And Budrick started slow. Shot badly all game, but 16 points, five threes, a steal and two blocks. Shot 23% from the field, which is horrid. And Chemezi Metu, 11 and 10 in 31 minutes for Metu. He's got some solid value at the moment as a 12-team league guy. I don't know that it continues, but it's solid for now. Rashawn Holmes was back, and he only played 17 minutes. Rough night, 4-7. and seven. Throw the buy-low offers out there. People will panic. Oh, should I drop him? What's going on? Tristan Thompson played over him, and he did. That's true. Pre-game, Doug Christie said something along the lines of, NBA players, if they're out for more than 48 hours, they lose conditioning, and they can't. they're not in NBA shape after 48 hours. So there was some sort of a minutes limit here on Holmes. They also thought that Thompson was giving them some good minutes, and he was. This is not an indication to say that Thompson's going to start or Holmes is going to play 20 minutes a night. Don't drop, buy low. 
Mo Harkless, just the 22 minutes, while um, Damian Jones, who'd been playing well, had two points in seven minutes. And Emmanuel Moutier cracked the rotation. Eight minutes for him as the backup point guard. But of course, this is just literally the shortest of short-term stuff. Davion comes back. Fox comes back. Those guys are going to make Moutier immediately out of the rotation and then off the roster. So don't need to overreact too much to that. Your lines of the night for today. Your, J- uh, your Jalen. Your monstrous is Jalen Brown. There you go. Your waiver wire is Cam Reddish. Good shirt. Short-term 12-team ad. Young gun is Tyrese Halliburton. And your dud of the night is... I tell a man's not hot. Dennis Schroeder, who was really poor again. Um, your top performers for category leagues today at number one, it was Jalen Brown. Two was Shea Gildas-Alexander. Three, John Collins. Four, Rob Williams. Five, Tyrese Halliburton. Six was Cam Reddish. Seven, Darius Garland. Eight, Drew Holiday. Nine, Paul George. And 10, Jason Tatum. For guys who are rostered in under 50% of formats, Reddish at number one, 12-team ad. Eric Bledsoe at two, 12-team ad. Baisley at three, 14-team ad, maybe 12. Uh, Robin Lopez at four, sure, 12-team option. Onyeka Okongwu at five, yeah, 12-team option for now. Wes Matthews at six, I wouldn't worry about that one. Abaka at seven, yeah, nice 14-team ad. Unless, until we see what happens with Hartenstein. Dylan Wright at eight, 12-team option. Romeo Langford at nine. No, that's really just deeper leagues. And then BJ Johnson, you don't worry about that too much in any sort of scenario. On to points leagues, your top 10 players. Shea Gildas-Alexander, Rob Williams, Tyrese Halliburton, Cam Reddish, Jalen Brown, John Collins, Drew Holiday, Paul George, Darius Garland, and Jason Tatum. Guys, that'll do it for me today. Don't forget... Follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. Make sure you're checking out Locked On Knicks to hear their thoughts on the news on Derek Rose's injury. And if you are here on YouTube, give me a thumbs up. Leave a comment down below. Thumb me up. Ring the bell. Notifications. Blah, blah, blah. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.